The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Joining us now is Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noops of BetUS, to talk the NBA playoffs. So, Alex, last night, the Lakers and the Heat made their respective series three games to one in their favor. Is there any way that the Warriors or the Knicks can come back in either series, or are both series done? We're in the unique position where both teams that are up 3-1 now are going on the road. That makes things a little different. Now, I thought the Heat were a much better team going into the series. I think they're the much better team now. I'm not sure what New York can do. I think that the market before the series overreacted a little bit to how the Knicks took care of a Cleveland team that was favored in that series. But Miami's been the better team. Even the game they lost without Butler, they had a chance to win. I think that series is over. Now, the Warriors, what we're learning in this series is it's a really short roster. As you start to look down there, the Warriors are getting no help from their bench. They're really struggling to figure out what to do with kind of this fifth starting position. And, you know, Looney and the other starting four have been solid, but they can't really find any help there. Now, they go back to Golden State where they've been spectacular. Um, I think that, you know, the Warriors have a good chance of winning that game. Lakers probably win it in six, but it does seem like both of these series are mostly over. I would say the Warriors have a little bit of a chance, whereas I think the Knicks are done. Yeah, before we get to tonight, let, let's talk a little bit more about uh, those looks for tomorrow. Yeah, you're probably right with those home teams. Uh, the Warriors, the Pet MGM, they're a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I already see sevens out there, so it seems like that's where the market's trending. Uh, the Knicks, three-and-a-half-point favorite, and a bunch of fours already available. Would you back both favorites tomorrow? 
I might look at a Warriors team total over. I think at some point the shooting here has to rebound. And as they start to go through some of these changes, you know, the Jermichael Green experiment was cute. I don't think that's what won them game two. The Lakers <laughs> mostly took game two off. Um, Gary mm-hmm. Payton playing last night. I know a lot of people rolled their eyes at that, but they, they were trying to solve the wrong problem. The problem they were solving with Gary Payton was D'Angelo Russell is killing us. Let's put Payton on the starting lineup. He could slow him down. That worked. But the Warriors just need to find a way to score the basketball. The floor is tight. The Lakers' defense looks really good. So I don't know what's wrong with Jordan Poole or what he did, but it's time to dust him off, get him feeling good about himself, put him in the starting lineup and say, we're going to score 130 points tonight. Let's see if the Lakers can actually keep up with us at that number. So I'm going to look at a Warriors team total over once I go through and kind of look at some numbers there. But it does seem like a Warriors are past spot, lean towards the over on the total. Um, As for the Heat Knicks, I've got the Heat team total every game, and I'm just going to keep doing it. It's that offense is incredibly efficient. The Knicks really cannot seem to slow them down. And whether the pace is slow or the shooting is bad, the Knicks continue, I'm sorry, the Heat continue to get to 108, 109, 110 points. So uh, give me a Warriors team total over, but a Heat team total over in the other game. What are you expecting tonight, um, Philly, Boston? This last game went to overtime, and some some guys played a ton of minutes. Do you think that'll play a role at all and have an impact on this game? It was just so painful. As a big Philadelphia 76ers fan, I assure you that even if you're a Boston fan listening to this right now and you feel bad, we did, certainly did not feel good. That really hurt. It would be nice if they could just maybe win or lose a game, but I think you hit a really good point there, Aaron. A ton of minutes. Um, you know, we've seen how Harden has responded after having to play too many minutes. I'm expecting his legs to be a little bit heavy. Maybe the jump shot not as good. You know, maybe look at some of his unders tonight, but it just it's hard to figure this series out as we were chatting a little bit before um, we got started here the Celtics start great they play about three good quarters of basketball and at some point whether it be the fourth quarter itself or little chunks throughout the game they just fall apart um, again the, the look that I've had in that series Celtics team total overs have been great uh, they continue to find ways to score against the Sixers so that'll be my bet again a Celtics team total over there but I think the Celtics win comfortably I just have no idea what to expect anymore Obviously, when it comes to player props for the Celtics, Tatum and Brown are leading the way. But I wonder if, say, a Malcolm Brogdon or a Marcus Smart may be someone to back in this spot. What do you think? Yeah, Tatum, um, and if you look a little further down the board for him, just keep playing his rebounds over. The way that they ask him to play in this series, he is constantly near the basket, and the way that they use their bigs away from the basket, keep playing that. But Al Horford is the guy. Um, He generally doesn't play as many minutes on the Celtics as he does when they play the Sixers. They like to use him against Embiid. Um, He's really good in those switches. He knows how to use his hands. He can stretch them out a little bit. Um, I think Horford has gone over one-and-a-half threes in – all but one game so far or something like that. And so a uh, look at Horford three-point overs and, and things like that. I mean, his points, rebounds, assists has been good. But, again, especially those threes, there's still some nice numbers there. So I like Horford if you're going further down the board on the Celtics. Alex, you mentioned uh, Harden unders in so many of these games and just about every team. We're, we're like, okay, who's the third guy that's going to step up? And it's the same conversation with your Sixers. And the expectation was obviously, oh, it's – it's Maxi. He's terrific for most of the season. Uh, what has happened with him this series? 
it's been really tough for him because the Sixers are trying to figure out whether to give the ball to Hardner and Bede most of the time, which means they're not finding ways to use Maxi positively. It's one of the things that I continue to hold against Glenn Rivers when he gets into these big games, all of a sudden <laughs> things fall apart. If you look at the second half of that game, it's a lot of one guy with the ball and five out. Everybody's standing watching each other, and that's when things get slow and ugly, and that's Maxi was supposed to be the guy to loosen that up. So I think it's tough for him from that standpoint. And then this Boston team, Every single player on Boston is taller than him. Every single player on Boston has a longer wingspan. And anybody who's played basketball, no matter how long you've played, at what level, if once you get to that point where there's just a few inches less and you're constantly going up against somebody that's bigger than you, it gets to you after a while. But as you look further down the Sixers, I think Tobias Harris has really kind of been the key to the series, just being that kind of fill-in guy, being able to hit those open corner threes and shots when he gets them, rebounding well, finding ways to get assists. You saw they really went to him in the fast break a lot. Harden and whoever had the ball was looking down the floor for him while he he was leaking. So um, Maxi, I think at some point will get a little bit better. I, I think he'll just get kind of sick, sick of it, take one of these games over himself. I hope it's tonight. But if you're looking for another sixer, Tobias Harris is a good look. How do you rate the job that Joe Mazzulla has done so far in the playoffs? And would it concern you if you're backing the Celtics, say, against the Heat? I think besides Mike Budenholzer not calling a timeout at the end of game five, and he has been terrible. Um, they had two timeouts left at the end of the, the game against the um, Sixers. Didn't call either of them. Just let them go down the floor and sort of figure it out. Um, at the end of game one when they lost, I don't know what the heck he was trying to do. At seven seconds, you have Jason Tatum, one of the best isolation scorers in the game, and you're trying to run some sort of cute handoff thing. Missoula has been terrible. So I don't think you can trust him. And that definitely has to bother you, especially as you get later into games with the Celtics. Yeah, it's, 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 it is interesting that, you know, he sort of comes on at the beginning of the season and, uh, you know, maybe it doesn't have an impact right away because you have a lot of, you know, good leaders who've certainly been to the finals before. Uh, but this is probably the time when you need that, that head coach who's been drawing up plays all regular season long to be able to put it together. Uh, definitely that's been intriguing as far as, you know, his impact or lack thereof uh, when it comes to the series. And then, you know, in terms of betting on the Eastern Conference Finals, that's also going to be interesting. Uh, let's move on now to the Suns and the Nuggets. So, uh, spread five and a half in favor of Denver, total 227 and a half. You know, I'm wondering in a game like this where when Devin Booker and Kevin Durant have played a ton of minutes these playoffs, if maybe there's an opportunity to exploit that by maybe playing at a faster tempo. And this is one where I feel like the over makes a lot of sense or maybe even a Denver team total over uh, could make a lot of sense as well what do you think yeah I like that latter look the Denver team total over and it's uh, something I've been surprised that Malone hasn't found a way to really pick up the pace of these games because you're right it's a Really tough for these guys to play these big minutes, especially when you're in Denver. You're in altitude. You've got this travel on a short back-to-back. And, you know, before last night's game, I wrote and talked about the fact that in Game 3, Phoenix played a perfect game. I didn't think they could really play a better basketball game than they did in Game 3. And it came out in Game 4 and played arguably a better basketball game, given how Denver pushed back against them. So you've now seen them twice in a row really just go all out here. Um, like you said, Denver is going to come back home. 
I still think both of those games have been close. I don't know what they need to do to loosen up Jamal Murray and find a way to get him comfortable, but I expect Jokic to just light the world on fire in that fifth game after how angry he looked in that fourth game and how frustrated he was. Give me all the Jokic alt-overs. I like that Denver team total over, but yeah, I expect the pace definitely to be quick, and if I'm Mike Malone, that's what I'm doing. I'm telling everybody we're going to play a little shorter minutes in the first. I'm going to play more bench guys, and let's try to get the pace of this game up to like 104, 105 here, at least for the first couple quarters, and just try to wipe these Suns guys out. Yeah, I mean, the way Booker's been playing, it's hard to, to knock any sort of uh, positive Booker props. I understand that process, but that, does a part of you think he can't keep this up? Like what he's doing with the jump shots and the high percentage in the restricted area in the paint. Uh, can he continue to make uh, these shots at this rate? Yes. It comes yeah. to this. Whenever in one of these situations, as someone that's watched basketball for years, I'm not betting on a guy to miss that he's continued to make. There is something about mm-hmm. um, the mental idea that, you know, you know, they talk about the basket looks like the ocean. All you got to do is just throw the ball in. And these makes, I mean, they're not even close. I mean, it's dead center of the basket, swish after swish after swish. Now, again, we're going to go on the road, so we're going to change sight lines. We're going to be in higher altitudes, so the ball is actually going to fly a little bit differently um, there, given the way that the, the air is a little bit lighter. So you've got a lot of little things that are going to change, but he's a consummate professional, and I'm one of those people where I'm not going to get in the way of a run, runaway train. Dang. Well, then would you be interested in Booker to score 35-plus at plus 145? Why not just go 40? It's one of those things where just just bet the extreme based on what plus we've seen. Plus 390. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Stack it up, start, take a unit or something, split it up, you know, maybe put like three quarters of it on the number you like the most and then sprinkle a little bit all the way up. It's just, that's what we've seen. There's not really too many guys in this Phoenix team that can score, which means it's going to be Booker or it's going to be Durant because we've learned one thing, it's not going to be DeAndre Ayton. So if you're going to take those overs, don't just take the first number. Don't be laying any juice. Stack up some really big numbers, get yourself some nice big plus money and uh, enjoy the ride. What about the series itself? Because Chris Paul's absence really hasn't seemed to have affected the Suns offensively. And it's not just Landry Shannon, but also it just feels like the flow is a good bit better because, of, you know, Booker and KD, they, I think they know how to read each other fairly well as far as what they're going to do. It's just everyone else playing a significant role. That's been the, the, the biggest question as far as I'm concerned. But as far as uh, length of series or anything like that, what are you expecting here between the Suns and Nuggets? I think that the Nuggets still win this series. It's probably in seven games, but unfortunately the market is sort of dead on on this. As I look at some of the prices from our friends at BetMGM, six games is plus 105, seven games is minus 125. It's going to be really tough for Denver to close this out on the road, but I think the Nuggets basically hold it home and win in seven. Uh, Noops, a little bit earlier in the show, we were talking about the conference finals MVP awards and if there's value over in the East. And, it, the the pricing and the order varies from sportsbook to sportsbook. There are some because heavy favorites. They decide to go Tatum and Brown as both favorites one and two with the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. You know the Butler number not much different than Heat to to win the East, which which makes perfect sense. Uh, but but we were talking about your guy Harden. That if the Sixers can pull this off, is there value on Harden twenty three to one? 
it's a really fun market because this is a great way. And a lot of people do this for the Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP, but for some reason seem to forget about it for other sports. And now that they've introduced Mm -hmm. these conference MVPs in the finals, uh, this has been really fun. My example um, earlier in the um, playoffs was I was taking a lot of Anthony Davis, Western Conference and finals MVP, because if the Lakers succeed, that's sort of how it's going to happen. And I think you fit the nail on the head if you're, Looking for 76ers positions, if you're looking to find ways to back them, start with this. I'm looking at 25-1 to 1 from our friends at BetMGM. There's some real value in that number. If the Sixers make the finals, which, you know, it's the winner of this Celtics series, goes up against Miami, as good as Miami's been. I think, you know, the winner of the series will be heavy favorites. And then once you get to the finals, if it is the Nuggets or really anybody else, it's going to be a close series. And you're going to have a really great number there because, again, for the Sixers to win, as we've seen, Harden needs to be good. So as you start to think about these in handicaps, you know, think about how this team's going to win the finals or the conference finals and then sort of work your way backwards from there. So I like that Harden look quite a bit because, again, he has to be great for the Sixers to get this done. Noobs, normally we uh, enjoy talking trash about the Lakers together on this show, but not a lot of bad stuff to say, unfortunately. <laughs> Do you think they sick. will be in the finals? I was afraid you're going to ask me that because it's been ah! horrible for the last <laughs> six weeks. I'm in mean, almost two months of not saying anything bad about the Los Angeles Lakers, other than you know the casual roll your eye comment that I know it's really hard to figure this stuff out. But gee, all you got to do is put shooters and young guys that care about defense around LeBron and Anthony Davis. Who would have thought? Anyway, um, it's just they're a really fun team to watch. Anthony Davis is playing MVP-level basketball. LeBron James at this point in his career, it's so fun to watch him pick his spots every night. I know that people have been going after him. You know, he didn't shoot, I think, a single field goal in the first quarter or something like that in the last game. But that's what he's doing now. He's just sitting and lurking like a snake in the grass, waiting to strike and take control of these games. (laughs) It's been incredible. Um, I like the Lakers quite a bit to win this series. I do think it's over in the next round, though. I expect the Nuggets to be there, whether it is Denver or Phoenix. It's going to be really tough, but if it's Phoenix, the Lakers have a chance. I mean, again, given how short that Phoenix team is, they can do it. But I think the Nuggets end the fun for Los Angeles, and we can finally stop having to say nice things about the Lakers, Aaron. <laughs> nothing wrong with saying nice Love things it. about the Lakers. Just yes, there it. is. <laughs> Alex Christensen, follow him on Twitter, at underscore noobs. He's also the biggest fan of Glenn Rivers. Thank you so much for your time, Nudes. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we break down tonight's NHL card. Hurricanes, Devils, Stars, Kraken, oh my, right here on the BetQL Network.